0: Welcome. No, one's am
1: trying to do it again. Right. Welcome to Two Sad Hags. Happy holidays.
0: It's our Christmas spectacular.
1: It's our Festivus for the rest of us. Festivus. We're really overdue. This is so late. We said that on the last podcast, too.
0: It's because I'm bad at
1: stuff. She... You were sick. Yeah, I've been sick a lot. Last week. And then, I think the week before I was plagued by overwhelm yeah which I is guess. also
0: a form of illness i think
1: tell that to the rest of the world tell that to the western to our western society that's true pure overwhelm is not acknowledged that's as true. anything but drama
0: it should be though
1: it should have its own like soap opera genre <laughs> like just the most <laughs> overwhelmed millennials oh And not even getting in relationships because they don't take the chance. Just being purely overwhelmed. There's no time. Being purely overwhelmed on their couches by their Tinder options and their Bumble options. Listen,
0: I have, like, a lot of friends also sending me their Tinder screenshots and stuff. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, it just – it seems exhausting.
1: Slim Pickens?
0: Yeah. Or just,
1: like, the Pickens – are rough
0: so there's like this saying and like about a lot of things but i always heard it about like alaskan men is that Mm. the odds are good but the goods are odd
1: oh my god that (laughs) sounds like such an alaskan (laughs) thing to say the odds are good but the goods are odd
0: but i feel like about like a lot of my female friends here i'm like it's both both are negative It's Slim Pickens or in the Pickens. Those pimps are are weird.
1: (laughs) I love the sound of my do you hear my ice in my drink?
0: We're having a nice cocktail. Little It's very festive. Little
1: gin and tawny. I mean a hot toddy would have been really good. And I have some really terrible whiskey, but that's just too much work.
0: I don't wanna have to warm stuff up.
1: Ooh. Just the thought of even drinking anything warm right now. Makes me feel icky inside. I don't know why. I don't know. Have you had a hot toddy? Yeah. What am I thinking of that was just terrible? It's got like a ton of butter in it. Oh,
0: hot buttered rum.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. That would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Yes. I had (laughs) that and it was awful.
0: It's you're drinking butter.
1: Yeah. And normally I love butter in any form.
0: But not in drinking it. I
1: mean, I even did the keto thing with it in my coffee and I didn't hate it. Just blend it up. It's delicious.
0: Yeah, well, when we worked at the place together, um, and there was that, like, super bougie coffee shop down the street. Oh, yeah. And they had the Bulletproof coffee. Oh, coffees, yeah, they definitely did. Which I wonder, like, looking back, I'm like, how did I drink that and not, like, die?
1: I actually, because, you know, the whole idea is if you're going to drink something with fat, high-calorie content, that's, like, your breakfast. Like, that's, like, you're not really eating breakfast with it. It's, like, boom. You've got, like, 100 calories from the butter You've got like another hundred calories from the coconut oil. You're good to go for a little bit. It gave me a burst of energy. And I don't really want to like say keto is great because I totally believe that diets are not universally good. good. Or bad. Yeah. I think that every body type is so different on like a cellular level that. You cannot say that one diet works best for everyone. Oh, absolutely not. Because our our deficiencies and stuff are just so different. But keto was amazing for me, at least. I will never do it again because I got pregnant last time I did it. (laughs) But, yeah, I I don't know. It worked for me. People knock butter in your coffee. I make fun of it, too. But it oh, actually it like, gave me a was, ton of energy. It was
0: delicious. I'm just thinking more from a dairy perspective. How did I not like.
1: Oh, yeah, the hormonal acne.
0: Yeah. How did. I mean, you can see what's happening on my
1: um. You can see mine, too. Right you can see my cheeks are in so much pain. Yeah. Like uh, the, the cystic acne that came back like lightning after I started eating dairy again the last couple weeks has been awful. And I keep telling myself every day that I wake up. I'm like, no, I'm completely cutting it out again. And then there's, like, a fucking cookie in front of me, and I'm like, mmm, I can have this cookie. Well, I
0: got – so I have been using this app called Habit, and it's just, like, you put whatever you want in there, and um, it's tracking your habits and everything. So I – So it's
1: tracking my cookies?
0: It's basically – and it's just, like, one of my things is, like, didn't have dairy today, and it's just, like, there's no checks for the last, like, (sighs) two weeks. But (sighs) I was reading something on the internet this morning – That said that diaper rash cream, cream, desitin, is supposed Mm -hmm. to be, like, really good for that particular, like, type of acne and redness. Like, cystic acne? Yeah.
1: So I went
0: to CVS today (laughs) and I bought some
1: desitin. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, that's how you say it. Um, I'm just imagining someone looking at you being like... Baby's got a rash, and you uh, being like, like yeah, this. she does, <laughs> and pointing to your chin, <laughs> and someone being like, right, okay. okay, bye, and you just be like, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so I'll let you know. I'm going to go home and put some on my face. I might
1: beat you to it. You might leave here, and I'll just go upstairs and put some on. I've got, like, a tube in every room in the house.
0: I'm really lucky that, like, Matt has just seen the gamut of things on my face, <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, Peter saw me at my absolute very, very, very worst, and so I'm convinced that if he can see me through that phase in my life, heavier than I am now, post-wisdom tooth extraction, (laughs) where one side got infected and stayed flared up like a tennis ball was stuck in my cheek for, like, four days, and then on top of that, I had a men's haircut, basically, so... (laughs) I'm not kidding, like men's haircut that was pink, red, and brown. It was awful. It was awful. It was, I'm just a shudder at the thought.
0: Nowhere to go, but... Uh,
1: I really want to find that picture, and I'm I, convinced it's in my Gmail somewhere.
0: I really want to well,
1: find Well, you would that. not believe that it's me. You would see, and you'd be like, who the F is that? It just... Even <laughs> I look at it and I laugh. You're like, who? I don't. I remember that phase of my life so vividly. But also I feel like anyone would remember their tooth extraction really vividly. But I think I remember that time in my life so vividly because that haircut made me feel so unattractive. I was like 22. My hair looked amazing at 20. I got it like shaved. It kind of was like Robin's haircut because I did a hair modeling thing for Vidal Sassoon. But then as it grew out, I never felt less attractive in my life. Like just the weird poofy stage that you go through while you're trying to get it past your ears. Yep. And Ooh. it just it grows out. Yes. And then you're trying to make it look cool by dyeing it. Mm-hmm. And then.
0: It just fucks up yeah, the texture just, more. Yes. It just
1: makes it so much worse. Ooh. Fragile 21, 22 year old me. Yeah. Well. It's
0: a fragile. It's a fragile
1: age. It is. You're like out of high school. Living your life. Trying to make some adult choices. But perpetually just fucking yourself at every turn.
0: Yeah. Sounds about right.
1: Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah. It's where we are now.
0: Oh, I did. Speaking of other weird skin Oh, there's like speaking of effing yourself
1: (laughs) (laughs) at every turn.
0: Speaking of making horrible choices, um, I bought these hydrocolloid bandages from CVS. I
1: love the obscure things that you buy. Like, I bought a hangover patch for $15. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see if it works. Let me get really drunk right now.
0: Um, I love to try things.
1: I love it. You should have a YouTube account where you just like, try things Mm. Hmm. make Mm. money honey
0: Mm. honey make Mm. money i don't know if i'm a i'm a youtube person
1: i think that's what would make you perfect for youtube you'd be like a breath of fresh air Mm. people would be like look at this girl with like giving me zero personality right now (laughs) because she doesn't like what she's doing (laughs) and like look at that honey making money
0: oh but they're little pink stars and hearts in various um, sizes
1: They're hydrocolloid Yeah person. What does that do?
0: So you know when you have like um Especially like cystic acne Where it doesn't really like go away Because it's just like This is going to get really gross So sorry But also everyone knows what I'm talking also, about Also why are you here? Um, Where it's like It just kind of keeps like seeping
1: Mmm I love Love it yeah, Love it it's a good, I was about to choice. say seepage But then that made me like That's ugh. worse
0: Well, if you stick one of these guys um, on your face overnight, it just draws all of the gunk out and into this bandage. It's like what? It's like a blister bandage, basically. Mm. Um, But they are actually fully magical.
1: Not partially? No. fully Fully magical. Fully
0: magical. And I highly recommend and also I think Everyone should just go get these ones because you can Buy really expensive ones um, But these are $4.99 and it comes With like $36.
1: From CVS? So, from CVS God I love walk- like blah, 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 blah. I love living walking distance To a CVS because great. anytime Anyone ever says I got this really Cheap rip off thing from CVS I'm like perfect send me a picture I'm going to go buy it right now Like my girlfriend uses these Magnetized And not magnetized to, like, a gel fluid or whatever, but, like, magnetized eyelashes where they stick to each other.
0: I bought those, too. They did not work for me.
1: Okay. They haven't worked for me yet. They worked for me once on a fluke when I did not need to be wearing them. And then the one time I actually wanted to put them on to wear, they would not go on to save my life. So for right now, we're at, I'm you know... I'm batting zero, <laughs> but I'm convinced I can get them to work. She somehow has worn them several times in front of me and doesn't seem like she wanted to kill herself before it happened, I so understand. I aspire to get to that level.
0: I'm trying to think of other weird things that I bought. Oh, I bought um, a butt sheet mask. Did I tell you about that already?
1: A sheet mask for your butt? Yeah. What does that do? Just soften your cheeks? <laughs> Is that like, I like, don't really know. Like butt exfoliation?
0: I don't think it's like for exfoliation per se. It's for youthful like. youthful
1: glow? Youthful.
0: Yeah. A youthful. I was going to say something creepy and then I've decided not to. Um, it's within
1: all of us to be creepy.
0: It's just like a little like sheet. Well, it's two sheet masks. It's called the Own It Mineral Superfood Butt Sheet Mask Balancing (laughs) Plus Purifying.
1: Please please save this image and post it on the Instagram. I will. Look at the little Yeah, Yes, it looks like she's wearing jeans. It looks like she's wearing jeans and the little butt masks are her pockets. But actually, the little sheet masks are just making her pockets softer. Oh. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) <laughs> don't look at me like I committed a sin. <laughs> like, don't you, don't you put that on my conscience.
0: Um, I bought, so I went to Sephora to get some, um, sheet masks for my like work. Your secret butt. For my butt, <laughs> for my work secret Santa. And I saw these and they were on sale and they had two left. So I was like,
1: obviously I just, that's a hot I have, item. I'm like, I have to buy both There's of these.
0: There's only two left.
1: They were $4. Yeah. You can't you say no. Can't
0: say no to that. And then the lady, uh, when I was checking out was like, where did you find this? This is, like, ridiculous. Like, I need this. I'm like, I'm the, sorry. The I'm- woman who works there? Yeah, she's like, I've never seen, before seen before? these before. Like,
1: clearly, you've been bringing these up, honey. There's, like, two left. Uh,
0: and I was like, I'm sorry. I got the last two.
1: like, get your own ass pads.
0: Um, can't give you a review because I have not used them yet. Because they're
1: still on your butt cheeks. <laughs> they're still on my butt cheeks <laughs> to this day. Um. That sounds like a very fun thing to be able to review i can't wait to see that youtube review I are like weird. here's my before and after look at the pores on that cheek versus this cheek
0: <laughs> you can't do that on youtube anymore i thought like
1: i don't know i was purely joking but i did not know that that was like a thing oh do wait no. show their butt cheeks
0: i don't think you can do that on youtube
1: uh, don't can censor you? me Listen. Listen.
0: They should pay extra to on, see my butt. Honestly, it's though, really good. I
1: don't understand some of the rules on the internet because on Instagram, you can full-on like watch a birth happen. Like You're you not can, supposed to be able you to, You can though. watch a baby head pop out of a vagina. I have seen that Sometimes on accident. I follow, uh, you know, as I'm trained to be a doula, I follow a lot of doula and birthing Instagram pages And a lot of them will post like really empowering birth videos or birth photos. Sometimes I'm just in line somewhere, chilling, minding my own business, checking my notifications, open my Instagram. And all of a sudden I see this fat, swollen baby head looking like it's erupting from someone's butt, just like right on my screen. And I look like a freak. Just standing there with people around me, and there's this, like, fucking butt with a baby head poking out of it. Like, I did not know that that was legal. I don't hate it. I just didn't know it was legal. Well, I just
0: think that, like, if...
1: There's always vaginas in those feet, like, full on.
0: If you allow that, but then, like, when this lady that I follow that's, like, a really um, well-known like, microblading and, like, tattoo artists, like, cosmetic mm-hmm. tattoo artists, mm-hmm. she does, like, reconstructive tattoos for women who have had, like, mastectomies and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, and, yeah. Um, I think I follow someone like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, this one, Shaughnessy Keeley. You should follow mm-hmm. her anyway because she's amazing. And, and she gets her – Person to follow. Oh, there you go. Shaughnessy Keeley. Also, just her life is amazing.
1: Okay, I'm going to write a note, things you need to share on the Instagram, that name, and also the picture, the of, the picture butt of the butt pads. masks.
0: Uh, she gets her photos taken down all the time and it's like of these nipples that aren't even real like if you yeah
1: ones that she just created she
0: literally just created for women or like people that have had like cancer or like top surgery or oh, whatever that could be
1: so empowering
0: yeah and it's like how like who are you like who are you to say that like you're These people's, like, bodies are offensive. If you're going to (sighs) allow births, which I also do not think are, like, offensive in any way. But it's, like, this weird double standard. (sighs)
1: Meh. Meh. So annoying. Just
0: allow whatever anywhere.
1: I think that things should be allowed as long as they have warnings. Like... Yeah. I think like, that like, like for a, a lot of the birth videos if people flag them enough, they will be posted with like a sensitive content tag and you have to hit the button to have it show. I think that Or
0: why not make that like an optional thing though where you can like toggle it on and off like on. Yeah. Instead of instead of like relying on people being like, "Oh no." Yeah, other people times. like, yeah.
1: I think that it's the duty of the person posting it to mark it as sensitive content. It's the same way that I would see people posting trigger warnings or content warnings. Yeah. It's like you are responsible for letting the audience know what they are about to see. Totally. And it is y- your job as the person sharing the content to make people aware of what is ahead. So then you mark it sensitive. It blurs it out and people have the choice to it. Yeah, they have the option. Instead of censoring people right away. Right. It's like, I don't want to read about certain topics on people's Facebook feeds. That's why content warnings and trigger warnings are a thing. It's yeah. like, it's the same way. A picture can sometimes be just as offensive, or words can be just as offensive as a picture.
0: You I know? definitely agree.
1: I don't mean offensive, but triggering. You
0: know? Right. Or like, I don't know, offensive, not in an offensive a way that I'm, yeah. I'm offended, but yeah. like something that's like, ah, I'm yeah.
1: You. Just. Causes any sort of unpleasant reaction.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you, know, you know, you know, you know that meaning. Of
1: yeah, the word. you know, it's just, we, I don't know, this is kind of off topic, but kind of in the same vein. Like, I was reading recently, like, you know, just thinking about the kind of things that people share. Um, you know, this one of the doulas that I follow, she posts a lot of really lovely, like, birth related stuff. Sometimes it could use a warning on it. And sometimes it's purely like beautiful. There's nothing, nothing at all that could be scary or sensitive or whatever. But anyway, she posted a more personal post recently that was like, I guess she's, she's been struggling with a very painful autoimmune disorder and she normally hates big pharma and she's taking a medicine to deal with the pain and the whatever of her autoimmune to help correct or navigate her autoimmune issue, whatever. I don't know how she worded it. Nevertheless, I found myself getting so upset because I'm like, why do you have to, why do you have to tell people that you, Oh, but I don't normally like big pharma, but I'm using this medicine to help me better my life. Like you're basically using it so you can function so that you can avoid pain, so that your body will function more normally.
0: Why do you have to, like, make an excuse yeah, for that?
1: like, why – yeah, why go out of your way to make sure people know that I normally don't support big pharma? It's like, big pharma is literally helping you live a better life at this very moment. Yeah. And it just, like – I posted this post on my personal Instagram recently that was like, you don't have to be all anti-big pharma. You can be anti-vaccines and pro antidepressants you know it's like why I, f- I find certain people you know super hypocritical when they're just like oh i hate big pharma and i hate vaccines meanwhile they're taking pills for other disorders you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely it's like, it is totally okay to live in a gray zone you don't have to be like Big Pharma's all bad. Because it's really not all bad. Like, it helps people every single freaking day. And you also,
0: like... And it's also hard, too, because there is a lot of gray area. And you have to, like, accept that for yourself. But also for, like, other people. So it can't be a thing... I think it's hard because sometimes I think people can be like, well, it's all bad except for this one particular thing... That's okay for me because it's something that, like, affects me, like, personally. Right, right. So I think you just have to be, like, people should just be more accepting of the gray area in general.
1: Yeah. Or just, like, not having such strong freaking opinions about things that really can and do make people's lives better. impact, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, there are people who would commit suicide without mood stabilizers because that's just where it is. Like, that's just – the chemical imbalance that they're dealing with. And then there's some people that are like, well, it's a mindset. You can change it. And it's like you literally obviously know nothing if you think that someone – You can't exercise away like
0: wrong fire – like misfiring neurotransmitters or like chemical imbalances. That's not a thing that exists. And
1: it's also like there's ever-mounting evidence that supports that trauma and even sometimes depression by extension can travel through bloodlines like familial bloodlines like they looked at you know descendants of slaves they look at descendants of people who went to war they look at all sorts of people who have these unexplained inherent behaviors that they say well nothing happened in my life that was traumatic that led for me to feel this way but some people having very visceral triggering responses to things that they have no idea why they are. It's like a loud bang. Someone who hasn't really experienced any sort of traumatic thing in their lives still flinches, still, like, just well, curls was, up and yeah. is like, oh, my gosh, I'm in fear of that. And it's like they they do some research. They look into that person's history and they find that maybe someone, their grandfather, per se, was, like, in the war and may possibly have had, like, PTSD, like, things like that. It's like – Things like that can travel through bloodlines, and they can't say that for sure, but they're definitely looking at the possible link. Mm -hmm. So, for people to just be like, it's in your mind, man. Like, you just need to stop being depressed. You need to look on the bright side. It's like, but there's so much stuff going against what you're saying right now. It's just not. It's just not as easy as you you say it is.
0: It's just that's not how any – like, that's not –
1: right it's like (laughs) these stupid fucking blanket statements that people make that are like just change your perspective it's like that's not how depression works and like big pharma's bad it's like okay but let's say you get cancer are you just gonna pray the cancer away because good luck with that or like do essential oils or like i don't know yeah right It's like, and there's so many different types of cancers out there. It's like, okay, let's say maybe your freaking hippie aunt did cure her cancer with essential oils. It's quite possible her cancer was just super freaking weak or there was just cancerous cells that, you know, did not manifest into anything greater than it was. It's like there are so many different levels of things out there that these super strong, firm blanket statement opinions just do not apply the way people like to make them apply,
0: and I, 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 guess I can like, if I really like step back out of like my immediate judgmental self, which is difficult.
1: Oh yeah, to do. I hear, do, you, I, hear
0: I like guess I can see why it would be um, sort of like comforting to have that mindset, like because it does make it kind of. Easy for lack of a better word. Oh, yeah. Like, if you just believe that it's like, if I could just believe that depression would get better if I just like tried hard <laughs> enough or yeah. like got up early and exercised, that would be, that would be great. That would be like completely against everything that I have ever experienced or been told by like doctors, but it would be,
1: that would be cool. I mean, that applies to just. So many things, right? Because, like, I mean, Peter and I talk about this often when I feel like venting. It's like people want a reason for the way things are.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's why a lot of religions are born. It's the reason why a lot of people justify bad things happening to them. It's the reason why people justify good things happening to them. It's like, oh, God wasn't happy with that decision that person made, so xyz happened or god is thanking me for things that have happened or the choices that i made as a devout follower of christ that's why this is happening it's like or things just happen
0: things just happen but that's like which i get like that that is fucking terrifying to be like well there's really no reason for anything like at a certain point your actions or your beliefs or like Whatever you do or present to the world, like mm-hmm. doesn't actually, for a lot of things, matter. Like it, it's just kind of luck of the draw. Well, at the end
1: of the day, sometimes it's like your fate is not in your own hands. It's really not. I know no. that sounds depressing, but like you could be the best person in the world. You could be the most devout follower of Christ, or you could be an atheist who just serves everyone nonstop. You give all your money to charity. You are the most selfless, perfect human being there is. But I could still decide that I want to run you over with my car, and that has nothing to do with anything but me deciding I want to kill someone. (laughs) And be like, I'm going to kill you now. And that's it. Even though you are a perfect model human being, it doesn't matter. There is no reason. It's not like the international no one could
0: like fall out of the sky and just hit you on the ground. Sorry, Darcy. I know that's not going to happen, but (laughs) I think about it a lot.
1: (laughs) It's like but these things can happen to you and it is outside of your choice and it is not because the universe is Hates has you. A, like a slight against you or anything like that. It's like it's simply because it's just the way it is. That's just the way it, it is. It's just what happens. Um and that's There's not a reason for everything.
0: It's great which is like terrifying but also freeing. Because then you're not like under this I guess that sounds like bad because I'm like, oh, well, then you're under no obligation to be like a good person. Yeah. But that's not I mean, what I but mean. But
1: really, you're not. I mean, I know that sounds terrible, but really, you're not. No,
0: you're not. Like, you, there's, there's plenty reasons. of terrible
1: people succeeded in this world.
0: Yes. Yes. Exactly. One could say that there's definitely a reason to not be yeah, a good person, okay. um, which is why I like sociopaths and stuff end up being like CEOs.
1: But, oh, yeah. um,
0: yeah, but I, I guess I, I can understand why people cling on so hard to those, like, very, like, black and white, like, very, like, strongly held beliefs about – that give the universe some kind of, like, order or reason. hmm Because I can see why, why it's comforting, but it's just hard because it's, like, I look at it and I'm like, oh, well, if you have any sense of – logic Mm -hmm. it's very easy to see that that's not true yeah like i don't think i i couldn't force myself to believe that because it's just like on its face to me yeah wrong like just logically wrong
1: yeah i don't know i i know in moments where i have felt like despair and just sadness like what is my life for like what am i doing Sometimes I can, like, read really encouraging, sometimes, like, spiritual things. Or, like, read, I know, like, in the past it had been, like, reading the Bible. And just being like, ah, it all makes sense. Like, this is why this is perfect. I have an answer now. I think a lot of people who really don't even have really strong, true testimonies in the churches that they follow even cling to that because it feels good.
0: Yeah. And those
1: people can actually sometimes be really terrible people that are just hiding out in like churches because one, I think a part of them does hope to be better, but two, it's like you kind of get a reason for why you are the way you are, Mm -hmm. you know, like you get the reassurance that like, There's a reason life is the way it is, and there's a place for me.
0: Well, and I think also in a lot of those, there is a really heavy, like, doctrine of, like, forgiving people their mistakes or their, like, misdeeds.
1: Yeah, it's like, well, you were born a sinner, so you're gonna keep sinning, so I will forgive you when you sin.
0: Right, which is, if you're looking at it from a more practical lens, or from not that lens, it's just like, well stop being a shitty person, like, that's, (laughs) like, you should probably just stop, and not because somebody, like, in the sky, like, told you to, Yeah. um, but because, like, you don't get, I, you just don't get that, like, automatic, um, excuse, I guess. Yeah. You're just, you're doing bad actions because you've chosen to do those things. Right. Not because of any, um, I don't know, original sin or anything
1: like that. We're just, like, also, you're a human. Like, we are so complex. Like, I think we have, like, I don't know if this is, I, I don't know if I'm even going to get this right, but we have, like, the same number of, like, cells in our body as, like, stars in the sky or something crazy like that. It's, like, we are so, on a cellular level, like, complex. Yeah. Like, we are going to experience ranges of emotions, like insane emotions that are just natural, like coveting after things that other people have, wanting to hurt someone when they harm you. It's like, or feeling joy when something good happens to you. I know you, I don't want to say like, I know it feels good to be like, oh, you know, God told you not to be this way, so I won't be that way. But it's like sometimes you just have to feel those things and realize that some of those feelings are just human. Yeah. Like you are all, everyone is going to feel certain emotions at some point in their life. Yeah. And you 100%. don't need to feel like a complete sinner about it because everyone feels them and then realizes, okay, maybe I shouldn't feel that way. But it's not something that you really need to like I pathologize. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Let's talk about something lighter. Something. <laughs> oh, you don't want me to
0: just go into like a lot of like theological discourse? Cause um, no, I mean I that. can go
1: there too. Gonna... That is a we'll save that. It's for the near other and dear podcast. to both of our hearts. Yeah, theological discourse, D- discourse, <laughs> discourse podcast with Rowan and <laughs> Joy. Preview coming soon. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> All right, we're here to blow this popsicle stand.
0: Yeah. We're <laughs> I guess we're going to do that thing. We
1: are back. And Rowan was just telling me about this show that she can't get enough of. <laughs> and my sister watches it too. And I've never watched it. And I think the only reason I've never watched it is because the name throws me off 90 Day Fiance. It's not
0: good. Like if okay. you're looking for a show that's good, this is not this is not Try it. Love Island. Try Love Island. Oh, did you hear that um <laughs> Caroline Flack, the host of Love Island, got kicked off of Love Island because she got arrested for beating her boyfriend with a lamp.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. A lamp? Yeah. That just screams anger issues. It's she, like you absolutely had to grab something. You picked up a lamp, lamp. Yeah. And start beating someone with so it. So she got
0: fired. But they're like making it seem very temporary, which I'm like, don't bring her back. She doesn't
1: Yeah. There's
0: no reason there's no reason to have her on the show. Anyway. Unless Beyonce. her life
1: was in danger.
0: No, it then. was very much. Because then also a bunch of her ex boyfriends were like, Yeah, she's Like physically abusive.
1: Carry on.
0: Um, so 90 day fiance.
1: What's the premise?
0: So the premise is that some person, some like American, was having a relationship with someone from like another country. And if Do
1: they know them in advance? Or is it like a
0: No, they know them in advance. It's people that Mm -hmm. have been in a relationship. Well. I say know them in advance. Um, this season, there's they've like most of the time been talking online for a long time. But they've never met. They've met, but I use a very loose definition of that because there's <laughs> you know, this one couple. Everything is very loose
1: about the show. It's like uh, I say this, but well, there's one couple where they've
0: literally before she comes to America spent eight hours together.
1: Eight
0: mm. hours. Mm. Wise choice. And then you can um. And then they're applying for a K-1 visa, which basically means that their fiancé can come to the United States. They have to stay in America for those 90 days. They can't leave the country for 90 days. And they have 90 days to get married or they have to, like, leave again. That's, like, when the visa expires.
1: Oh, wow. So, um... That makes sense. There's 90 days anywhere you go. Yeah. So if I went to Europe, they'd, like, have 90 days to leave.
0: Yeah. Oh. So, um, it's it's a uh, it's interesting. If you're ever like, am I making bad life choices? Have I made really poor choices in my life? Just watch like a couple episodes of your of the show, and you'll be like, Man, it's not so bad. Do
1: any of them work out? Yeah, apparently. Um.
0: um, I'm not feeling like super good about most of the couples in this uh, series so far this season.
1: Also, by the way, if you hear noise in the background, that's my husband wrapping lots of gifts for children. <laughs>
0: for your children, not for random children.
1: For random children <laughs> that just happened to exit my body. Eh. <laughs> one here, one there. Yeah, you know, no big deal. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to give the show a chance. I'm just so afraid I'll get like five minutes in and be like, what the hell am I watching?
0: So for the first ten minutes I was like,
1: sh- which you I shuddered. That was a visible shudder. I
0: I know that this is not a visual medium, but I think you can like picture my face. It's like a shudder cringe yeah, situation. Yeah. Um but after that, you just like to like marvel at the people that don't know that they're being scammed, even though it's very it's obvious. So,
1: it's so okay, so that's a component, like
0: well, because a lot of them, like not a lot, some of them, it's very obvious that um, maybe if the end goal of this marriage wasn't to get like a green card or like American citizenship, that maybe this relationship would not have happened otherwise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but there's like this one lady, and she is marrying this russian guy and they were living in russia like together and um she was like super pregnant this is his third marriage and third child
1: oh my gosh
0: and he's very obviously like he basically says he's like yeah after a year with like after they give birth and everything they start getting really like naggy and boring
1: so where is this guy from russia (laughs) russia and And he came here
0: so they were living in russia and she freaking wasn't not an idiot she can do whatever she wants but chose because she was pregnant and super pregnant and basically like took too long it took her for some reason like 37 weeks to realize oh i'm gonna give birth in russia and i don't speak enough russian and the nurses and doctors do not speak english and then she started freaking out about it and you're like well, what the, like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, there's not...
1: They're expat, like, I'm sure providers, they could have gone too.
0: It was just, it was not... It's just, like, there's not a lot of, like,
1: foresight. No, I was going to say, it sounds like they're missing some foresight there. Just
0: all across the board. C- huge lack of foresight. Um. So she got married because, or they got engaged and they came to the U.S. because, of course, she thinks that for some reason she's going to be the one to change his mind about how Mm, all of this has gone.
1: I'm going to be the one to change his mind. it's
0: always how it goes, right? Ugh. Yeah. um, So it's like a tiny bit depressing, but also pretty entertaining.
1: But there are, like you said, some that work out.
0: Apparently, I was, like, Googling around at some of them, like, some of the couples. And apparently, yeah, some of them are, like, together and have, like, children and everything.
1: I guess that's good. Yeah. I, like, support that for sure. That it, like, isn't just for television that some of them actually, like...
0: But some of them, it's, like, very obviously, like... In this season, there's this guy from Nigeria who's 31 and the woman he is trying to come here to marry is 57 Mm. and not like the classiest of ladies
1: so it's kind of obvious that you're just like
0: like, oh yeah you just want which like no shade like i'm whatever if you want to like do that Mm -hmm. come here and live here that's fine i support that for you um but it's just like You know, it's obvious. Yeah. But they can't see it, so,
1: yeah. There are a lot of things people are blind to when they just want something to work out.
0: Yes, very true. Very, very true.
1: Like leading us into this podcast you were telling me about, The Dream.
0: Oh, yeah. So, um the dream is this really awesome podcast they're on their second season now um, but they're it's all about like MLms multi-level marketing and it's super interesting because it goes into like the history of MLms which I didn't realize had like started basically in like the early 1900s mm-hmm. and um then also about like how they've continued to like proliferate and how they like get away with existing basically it's all in even the though, wording
1: and the structuring yeah and even like, though the it's whole like Amway Act it's thing.
0: basically a pyramid shaped business model but um you know they can't call it a pyramid scheme because there's a product involved and i don't know it's just it's super interesting and the woman that hosts it has like a really lovely voice Um but this season they're going more deeply into like wellness products air quote wellness Mm -hmm. um so they are talking more about like i don't know like nutritional supplements and things things like that so i feel like this one is gonna be a little bit more like um not more difficult for me to listen to but i know they're gonna like make fun of crystals and a lot of stuff that i like Mm -hmm. so i'm still gonna listen with an open mind but I know it's gonna be a little bit harder to like like the first season it's really easy to be like, oh well how could anyone like be suckered into this? But then it's like if they're talking about stuff that I'm actually interested in, yeah. that's a little bit Yeah more I close think it all home. comes
1: down to like I mean, when it comes to like not liking them talking about things we actually like. Like there's a certain level of, like, agency that you get. It's like, I know that I want to go out and buy crystals or I want to go out and buy um, essential oils, but not feeling like it's being pushed on you or that someone is just trying to make money by selling it. It's like there's a certain level of agency that I like to exercise, knowing that I'm making the choice for myself to purchase something. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And And I'm not going to be, like, going into, like, tens of thousands of dollars in debt trying to, like – force you to buy my like shitty rose quartz or right. something
1: i didn't even know <sighs> sorry i didn't even know that there were like rock and stone and crystal marketing schemes. oh no
0: i think they're talking more about it's like a little bit less about like mlms and just oh more the about, first like, one
1: just happened yeah, to be about yeah. MLMs. got it the dream is more like the concept behind the i think podcast.
0: that so yeah i think that they're like I don't know. It doesn't seem to be super heavy on the MLM stuff this season, but they're only, like, two episodes in. So gotcha. I'm still, like – I think they're still trying to, like – It seems like the first season they had, like, a really ultimate, like, goal. Mm-hmm. So maybe this season I think they're trying to figure out a way to, like, pivot it and gotcha. still kind of keep a similar, like, theme.
1: I struggle so – I Actually, I won't say I struggle. I don't struggle at all with MLMs. I – firmly dislike them where I struggle is trying to still keep an open mind and be kind to the people that I know that take part in them. Um, because I really, really do not like feeling like someone is trying to convince me that the way I'm feeling is wrong. Like I'm just not seeing an opportunity that's right in front of me. Like I read, a caption that someone posted because quite a few of the people I know recently have joined MLMs and, um, posting these brainwashy captions that are like, basically like, oh, I've been there too. Like I've been the person who was afraid that I'd be judged for taking part in this sort of opportunity, but the money and the opportunities are endless. And I realized I was holding myself back by fear and doubt. And why are you doing that? What's why is why is doubt holding you back? And it's like, don't even try to brainwash me into thinking that I need it's to join so some culty. shitty MLM. Yeah, and it's like it it makes me so upset because I'm like, you are literally regurgitating the same like brainwashy stuff that they said to you. Yeah, yeah. In some of your like and also I feel like meetings, or whatever.
0: How can these people like? And they, they interview a lot of people that were super heavily involved and some people that were making, like, thousands and thousands of dollars a month. Because mm-hmm. if you get an early, you can definitely Yeah, and definitely if you get enough money. people below
1: you, so. Yeah. It. yeah.
0: Um, but it's just, like, how do you – and I guess that's, like, a lot to do with, like, sunk cost fallacy that if you're, like – if you're really invested in something with like your time or and your money, you're gonna keep trying to like make it work because you no. put all of this into that. But it's like, right. how do people like dilute themselves? If you you're saying all this stuff and you like know that you're not making money, I it just it's really predatory. Well, it's like they see as- they aspects. well they
1: like in these companies they really like to push the success stories. Like yeah, they love to share them and really drive that home. It's like, well, she's just a stay at home mom with four kids and no college education. And she wanted better for herself. And now she's driving the Cadillac and she's, she just paid off her house. And it's like, that's like less than one percent of like the people. Yeah, that's that mo- take not part. most people. Yeah. Most people
0: aren't like even breaking even. Yeah,
1: it's like she got lucky and got like 25, 30 people to sign underneath yeah. her, and that's why she's doing so well. On other people's efforts.
0: Right, right. Like, There's a lady down the street from my apartment that has one of the pink cars. Um, that you get the pink
1: Cadillacs. It's not a Cadillac. Sorry, it's something I'm buttoning else. I'm not my pants. That's Is fine. it a, um.
0: I don't know what kind of car know. it is. It's very ugly.
1: Well, that sounds fun. It's, it's an ugly pink car. Like pink's already ugly for a car, but then you got an ugly pink car. It's like
0: an ugly pink, too. It's like it looks like it was a silver car that they like put like a pink gloss over or something. So it's just it's they not They bought it at auction and, and it then was they a just like car. they just like put it yeah. like a pink shellac on top. Yeah. Um Anyway, MLMs are bad. Don't join them.
1: Please. I still love my friends that are doing them. Always love you. But never, ever, ever try and pull the wool over my eyes and invite me to an event for your thing. Or tell me you want me to get to know someone that you know. And they're actually someone who also sells and whatever else. There's this one person that I met recently who literally keeps inviting me to events for her MLM Con- trying to connect me to people who are in her MLM, and I've told her several times, like, I'm not interested.
0: That's disrespectful. And then. she's
1: like, I-, I tried to explain that I left my full-time job to pursue my passions, and that's how I make my money, is through my passions. And she tried to twist it around to be like, oh, I totally respect that girl. I just didn't want to rely on my passions for income so that they stayed my passions. And I was like, are you really trying to say I shouldn't do what I'm <laughs>
0: Like, you should. You how should,
1: brain fucky is that that you're trying to tell me don't dream settle dream later
0: <laughs> do something
1: that you don't love
0: do something that you actively hate. <laughs> yes.
1: and if she ever listens to this i'm sorry but i just really hope that you consider that tactic well, in the just, future like,
0: what does that even mean? Like what does that even mean? <laughs> I didn't want to have to rely on my like, passions for you're, income. You're like successful. You yeah. you are actually you successfully like pivoted your passions into and like worked really hard to do that. So yeah. why would you why especially would you be like, Well I should give I should up I should pick up something that I hate I instead.
1: <laughs> I literally told her how busy I am right now. I was like, I'm so busy. I've got several different clients you know, love my life, love this life that I've built for myself, maybe my full-time job. And she's just like, yeah, I hear you. I never have wanted. You considered,
0: have you considered picking up something else you that you would actively dislike?
1: Actively hating your job? Because that's what a lot of people do and that's, it really works for
0: that's, them. That's how success is really defined. Quit
1: your daydream. It's just awful. Speaking of daydreams. Um, you were saying that you, uh, were looking into mortician
0: school? Yeah, so I was, like, looking earlier this year at mortician school. Uh, I,
1: oh my god, I can't even imagine you as a mortician. Also, I wouldn't know if I, I mean, no, I'm not judging morticians at all. The only reason I'm saying I can't imagine you as one is because... I just wouldn't want you in my house after touching a bunch of dead bodies. <laughs> I was like, Rowan just, like, embalmed, like, three bodies and then came over here. Like, mmm. You'll smell kind of like embalming fluid. Probably. Like, mmm. So
0: there's, like, different things that you can do, though, with within, like, a mortuary science program. So you can do all the, like, stuff where you're actively, like, getting in there to those Getting corpses. in their their
1: nooks and crannies um, and doing all this but stuff. then you
0: also can do like funeral director stuff where you're more working with like families and things like that. Gotcha. Um. Anyway, I have decided to not do it for the time being because, as it turns out, it's like actually really hard to break into as a field. Like, um, you, it's really, it's just like difficult. Like once you go through these programs trying to find, like, a good job is really hard. And uh, especially, like, when you're first starting out, apparently it's, like, horrible. So – and also you don't make that much money. So I was like, oh, well, that sucks. I feel like you should make a lot of money if you're touching dead stuff.
1: Yeah, especially it's, like, the business of – I feel like there should be, like, a show about this. There's, like, a business of being born. There should be a business of being buried. It's like, well, it's like there's a book about it. Oh, I don't know. I'm just speaking to the documentary about like oh, yeah. well, the, like, the C section rates and doctors making money off XYZ and whatever. But they should do like a business of being buried because it's like it's so freaking expensive to take care of your loved ones. Yeah, when they like pass. even coffins
0: and stuff are like yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars. But yeah, oddly, like the actual. I don't know for how much of like a racket that whole stuff is like actually like people, people who
1: actually ensure that the bodies are
0: like properly taken yeah, processed care and... of. And you actually um like everybody. I did a lot of reading on like Reddit and stuff because there's like subreddits dedicated to morticians talking about it. um And they're like, yeah, you kind of really have to you have to be in it as, like, a labor of love and, like, truly be, like, dedicated to it. A labor of
1: love working with dead people? That's wild.
0: Well, I think that, like, it's... I I think that's, like, You have to be a very...
1: Yeah, it's a very specific person.
0: Yeah, and you have to be, like, a very compassionate person, I think. Mm. Especially if you're doing, like, the funeral directing um, where you're working with, like, the bereaved people and bereaved families and stuff, so...
1: I think a part of you has to, like kind of become desensitized to death. Like, like you have to be able to be like, I'm next to a dead body, and look at it as, like, work sometimes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because otherwise, how would you, like, yeah, live like, life?
1: Like, just, like, being like, hmm, this person was a father, and he had X amount of kids, and he served in the war, and oh, man, this really terrible thing happened to him, and that's why he died, and that's miserable.
0: I think that, um... I think that I would be, like, good at it. And there are certain things that I find really interesting about it. And that I think, um, like, I, it would work out really well for me. Um, especially, like, the more science side of it where you're actually dealing with, like, the corpses and everything. I think I could handle it. I'm not 100% sure. So I was trying to get my friend's boyfriend to get me into a morgue. So I could just, wow. like, well,
1: are there, like, laws against that, or are you allowed?
0: I feel like you're allowed. Hmm. I mean, I'm not going to, like, do, like, I'm not going to, like, touch them.
1: You're not going to give him a <laughs> little boop on the <laughs> <Okay>. nose?
0: You're <laughs> not going to give him a little poke. I just want to, like, because I feel like it would be really, like, imagine if I went through, like, the whole program, like, did all the stuff, and then I was like, oh, it turns out I'm really bothered by, like, dead bodies,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, you would hate to be, like, I just put all that time and, and money, money into, <laughs> into mortuary like, school. And I, like, can But even. every day I leave crying and vomit. <laughs> so, um,
0: haven't heard back yet. Just, like, keeping, keeping the option open. Um, but, yeah, I do think I need to, like, be around, get, like, a corpse first before committing to that. Um, just because, like, I don't know, weird things freak me out all the time, so...
1: Um, this is funny. Emma just texted me. Emma is someone who needs to be on the podcast at some point because she's just so hilarious. She literally just texted me and said, I am so obsessed with 90 Day Fiance. For some reason, I feel like this could be your guilty pleasure, too. (laughs) And I was like, we are literally talking about 90 Day Fiance right now on the podcast. I don't think she believes me. But this is... So Emma knows. This is the verification that, yes, we were, in fact, talking about 90 Day Fiance and... That's I will true. give it a try because you think it's up my alley. Um, something that really sucked happened today. I, I I was really slacking on Christmas this year. I had no idea what to get anyone. So, I know that every year I can at least get my mom this perfume that she loves. Um, it's like Philosophy Amazing Grace or something like that. You can get it from Sephora, get it from Nordstrom, Macy's, whatever. I ordered it on Amazon. It was it was supposed to be delivered today, 5.01 p.m. It did not arrive. It's not here. It's nowhere to be seen. Not in our mailbox. Not on our porch. Nowhere. And I feel like someone stole it because it's like a kind of nice perfume.
0: Where did you order it from?
1: Amazon. But it came through UPS instead of the Amazon delivery people. Mm-hmm. And UPS never takes pictures or anything to verify where they drop stuff off. So I have no idea. If it was actually delivered or not. But I know that it wasn't because I was on my doorstep at, like, 507, 508 with you.
0: Yeah. There was nothing there. There there wasn't an Amazon box. Yeah.
1: there's nothing there. So I'm super bummed. Now I have no idea what to do for my mom's present. Mm -hmm. In all the places we've lived, all the Amazon packages we've ordered, I've never had anything go missing or stolen or whatever. And course it had to be my mother's christmas gift
0: yeah you can't be like well
1: sorry like sorry mom it was stolen maybe next year which of course i could because christmas is about you know the reason for the season not jesus <laughs> J- jesus Jesus. is it jesus might have been jesus but um yeah it's just that. I know it's not about presence, but there is a level of pressure around making sure that you actually provide presence. Well,
0: also, it's also, I imagine, stressful to be like, well, shit, I, like, put the effort in.
1: Yeah. I, put, I, I, I did the thing. I hit put in cart by now. <laughs> like, it's like, I put so much effort into actually remembering to even do that, which for me lately is, like, that's hard. I'm just, my head's all over the place. You've got a lot going on now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about going back to school, which is amazing, which is exciting. I I really want to get into a field that I feel matters. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm hoping to do. But I'm taking one semester at a time. I only have so much money and that's none. So, (laughs) so if my money. I only
0: have zero dollars.
1: We'll see how far my, we'll see how far my money takes me. My zero (laughs) dollars. Your zero dollars. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, it's better than, uh, negative dollars.
1: That's true, it you know. Be, it could be worse. It, it all depends on how you look at your zero—half empty or half full. I <laughs> like, <laughs> and I look at my zero dollars as half full. That's good. Yeah, I'm um, a positive person. But I'm just gonna take it one semester at a time. If I decide that it's not for me, then I can stop, go back later when I'm ready. It's like or when I'm balling when I'm a millionaire, I, didn't say bald. <laughs> I was like, when, of... I'm balding, <laughs> when I'm balding. What? And I'm um, now just. You know, I think it's important that I tell myself that it's not something I have to do. It's something that I purely want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it because there's a lot of love in the field I want to get into. And it would just mean a lot to me to be able to, to break out in that field. So, you know, remember that I'm doing it not to prove anything, but for yourself. Yeah, for myself. Because I think even my therapist, when I talked to her like several months ago about wanting to go back, she's like, yeah, but you also don't need to. She's like, I know it's something that's hanging over your head, like going back to school, but also like once you finish it, you're just going to find something else that you haven't done or something else that you feel like you have to do in your life. That's like,
0: there's always, yeah, like it's like, I'm not
1: going to be good enough or, or people aren't going to take me seriously enough as a human unless I blank. Yeah. It's like, there's always something. And I know she's right, but school just feels like the one thing that. Even if it is in my head, even if I am, like, oh, well, if, like, people would think less of me for not finishing, even if that were true, you still get so much out of actually going.
0: Well, and you never know and like, obviously cliche, but it's, like, you never know until you try.
1: Yeah.
0: So, if you go for a semester and then you're, like, you know what, this isn't, like, fulfilling me in the way that I, like, expected no, like, I it would. I
1: actually hate this.
0: I think this is terrible. Like, I'll...
1: Yeah. Well, now you know. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm excited. Tired. I'm already tired, but excited. And you know, if the, if it doesn't work, there's always mortuary school.
0: There's always mortuary science.
1: Yeah, it's, maybe that's for me.
0: I don't know because we were talking earlier, and you specifically said yeah. science was not was not oh, for Oh no! You when well, it came technically,
1: technically, psychology is a stem. Yeah, is a STEM. That's true. Uh, degree, so there is science involved. I don't think
0: they make you touch d- dead bodies, though.
1: You know they might. I'm just like, if it's a mortuary psychology degree,
0: mortuary <laughs> <laughs> psychological, Psych- profiles yeah. of dead people. Oh yeah,
1: like therapy for dead people. It's like they need it. It's yeah, they need time. it more than anyone. More than anyone. But like, well, it's up now, so now I really can look at my life and be like, <laughs> what mattered and what did <laughs> I'll walk you through that season of your life telepathically
0: there well, we go that's a TLC show I'd watch
1: <laughs> <laughs> what would it be called like healing the afterlife or healing with Teresa Caputo healing the dead with joy joy with joy healing <laughs> the dead healing the dead with joy oh with joy I didn't even realize that's not, <laughs> not just my name but also with happiness There's just so much we can do but no actually dead people are not for me you can have the dead thanks i'll deal with the living
0: thank you for doing that i sometimes don't want to deal with the living anymore so i honestly sometimes like that was a little bit of what was appealing to me is like oh being around people but they you they don't talk
1: but they suck
0: but they're silent because yeah, they're dead. They're
1: awesome. Well, I, yeah, I was thinking of alive people.
0: Oh, we see. I need less of that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Less less living, more dead. Less living, more dead. Do you hear my voice, like, getting groggier? Because yeah. I hear it. I actually even feel the vibration in my ears as I talk because <laughs> my voice you is getting so like tired. You sound like you're,
0: like, two cigarettes deep. Mm. It's nice. It's a pleasant sound.
1: Mm. Well, if you want to hire me for your slob erotica <laughs> it's expensive, but obviously I won't worth say it. no I won't say no.
0: What are you reading right now? Um, I just started reading last night. Well, yesterday I went to this new like little indie local bookstore that opened up in my little downtown area, which I'm so excited is there because we haven't had like a there's just like no bookstore in the little like downtown area that I live,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, this one's really cool and like independent and local, so I'm I'm excited to support them. So I went there and bought a bunch of stuff that I did not intend to buy, mm-hmm. but I bought this book called uh, "Who Is Vera Kelly?" and it's basically like a spy novel,
1: like a theme. somehow I knew she was a spy with a name like yeah. that. Yeah,
0: how can you like Vera Vera Kelly?
1: Vera's got like one of those little, one of those little knives that you put in your garter belt. She got one of them. Spy (laughs) knives. Knives. (laughs) Knives.
0: It's not that.
1: that.
0: Oh, I need that for the Renaissance. I
1: love to imagine myself as a cloak and dagger spy. Peter and I have talked about that. That would be. I would be really my sexy alter ego is a cloak and dagger spy.
0: You would be good at that. I can see that.
1: That's where I'm trying to be, but like Jessica Rabbit kind of. You know, like. Really hot, voluptuous, singing to crowds, but actually a spy.
0: I um, was just thinking about what my alter ego would be, and for some reason, all I could think of was the robot <laughs> devil from
1: Futurama. Some reason I thought of Little Miss Sunshine for you, <laughs> like Abigail Breslin, in Little <laughs> Miss Sunshine. <laughs>
0: That's also pretty on-brand. Those are really two yeah. sides of me.
1: <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine and the robot devil. I feel like you have to be Little Miss Sunshine for, like, Halloween next year. Because you, like, I don't know, you bear resemblance. To a child, yes. I've been told that before. Uh, yes.
0: <laughs> oh, anyway, this book that I'm reading is a female-driven spy novel. And it's really good and interesting and... um Sometimes I'm not a fan of books that, like, skip around in the timeline. Like, they go back and forth from when they she do was, that like, a teenager, all the time And then, like, this, like, mission that she's on. And sometimes I really don't like it. Um, but so far, I'm really enjoying this. Mm. So, um, yeah, highly recommend. What are you reading?
1: Um. So, I'm definitely not going to hit my 30 books for the year goal. I'm at 24 right now. Um... I'm currently I know I mentioned this book earlier like several months ago for a podcast I'm currently still reading Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman, Gaiman, whatever I'm just determined to finish that so that I can at least check that off the book list for the year because I've only got I want to say like 100 pages left and then that, that could be easy to do in a couple days so I can at least hit 25 books in a year And also we've talked about it. I love Norse mythology. Everybody knows that by now. I've mentioned that several times. So finishing that up would be like a nice close to the year.
0: Do you know what your goal is going to be for next year?
1: Next year I'm not doing a book goal. I'm just going to read as I want, which probably will be me still just being like, I need to hit more than last year. Um, But I would love to hit more than 25 next year, whatever number that is. But my actual goal for next year is actually just to sew an article of clothing, like a garment that I actually want to wear. Oh, I like that. So um, I'm going to – there's already, like, a sewing pattern. I know what I want to buy from a blogger that I've been following. She's not a blogger anymore. I was following her when she was a blogger, like, 11, 12 years ago. Um, now she's just a shop owner. But her shop is called Wixton. And she – I don't know if she still is, but she used to be best friends with my favorite jewelry maker, who is Odette New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they were best friends back in the day and had blogs that were constantly mentioning the other one back in, like, 2007, 2008. So, yeah, I feel like being that I've loved her for so long, the Wixton gal, like, it just would make the most sense to buy my pattern from her. And then, yeah, make that this year. So I'm starting a sewing class next week. That's exciting. Yeah, it was one of my Christmas gifts from Peter. Sewing mm. is fun. Yeah, I'm really excited. Mostly I wanted to learn to really, like, sew garments well because I want to make my Renaissance hair costume. Or at least several components of it. My, uh viking shield maiden sort of costume
0: yeah there's not really good options for that no
1: on the internet no so they much. aren't they're terrible even the cosplays are awful so i'm excited <laughs> god i am so sorry for all the noise <laughs> <laughs>
0: peter's just
1: peter is just, just having a ball stuff. over there oh, just- yeah. All yeah. over the
0: place. He's not even wrapping he's presents like, anymore. He's like,
1: let me just cut this for as long as I can. This one this one thing. What <laughs> we like, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> um person to follow, Shaughnessy Healy. Yeah,
0: Shaughnessy Healy. Go
1: Keeley. Follow,
0: Go follow her and look at her beautiful cosmetic tattoo work. Um, It's really awesome. It's super inspiring. And she just seems like a cool, cool person
1: with really good eyebrows. Someone who does tattoo work that is specifically geared toward people who have undergone, like, surgery. Like, like getting their breasts removed, right? Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. And it's just, like, the stuff that she can do is, like... Like, incredible. Like, it's just... It's am- it's amazing. It's so... Mm. It's, like, basically...
1: I mean, it's art, so... it's also it's recommend. art. It's art. Well, thank you for being with us today. We'll see you Wait. in 2020. We'll see you for one more episode in 2020. One and more then, episode in
0: 2020?
1: Well, one more episode in 2020, but there will be more episodes in 2020. We're wrapping up the oh, season. Oh, yeah, I guess there is.
0: I keep thinking it's, like, the 20... 20- I think I don't know what day it is anymore.
1: We're wrapping up this season, and then we need to figure out what our direction is. Like, what are we doing? What are we going to do? Who's going to run our social? Because I don't even remember when I last touched our social.
0: It's going to be me tonight. It's going
1: to be me tonight. Showing you my butt. My butt pads. My
0: butt and my butt pads.
1: (laughs) I know they're butt masks, but I really like calling them butt pads.
0: Butt pads. Maybe I'll do that tonight. No, I have to wait so I can show Maybe my.
1: Maybe I'll go home and put some pads on my butt. Well, I like have, I have to... to wait till my boo thing's at home so he can see.
0: Oh, he's home. I don't think he wants to be involved.
1: He doesn't want to see your butt sheet masks?
0: No. Why ruin the magic?
1: I think that enhances the magic. Well, that's that's like investing in yourself. Like, that's self care, honey. <laughs> he's going to see you and he's going to be like, Look at her investing in the care she's and really quality taking, of her butt cheeks. Taking time. She loves herself so much, she's caring for her butt cheeks right now.
0: Um, well, stay tuned for a review on my uh, future YouTube channel
1: on her butt cheek pads. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye.